count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of... Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You have found Daniel Donato's Lost Highway. That lost highway. Yes. Howdy, friends. What's going on? Here is something recently that I just learned. I learned that I do not know, and that is not my job to know. My job is to simply do and to keep accumulating experiences and keep an open mind. But once I say I know something, that means I know it's going to go that way. That means that it can only go one certain way and I'm not open to seeing the potential of another opportunity or direction taking place. Because I know, because I know. But really, I don't know. And it's fantastic to say, because whether you say you know or you don't know is beside the point, because the true case of the matter is that you don't know. And what's going to happen is going to happen. But the thing that mentally happens when you say that you don't know is that there's less ownership for when shit hits the fan, right? And there's also more excitement when it comes to on the onset of an opportunity or a challenge or a time to set and achieve a goal. Will Johnston, who is the best drummer I've ever shared a stage with and hopefully share a stage with for many more years to come, in the Cosmic Country Band. He texted me the other day, he did over 32,000 pounds in a s- single session of, of, of going back to the gym. And uh, that's fucking insane. But think about this. First of all, he didn't start off at 32,000 pounds. As we get better, as our muscles grow, at whatever domain of expertise we're trying to strengthen in, the weight gets heavier. And you're challenged more and more with the task from your ego to say that you know. But with things like music, with things with like my father who does coding, he's constantly learning. He's constantly in a perpetual day one. And that is the most inspiring thing ever. I heard John Mayer give a, a, um, a, a hour long discussion the other day on some platform and he said he's in a perpetual day one. And I realized we don't know. So just admit that you don't know. Just let that go. Let that go saying that you know how it's going to go, that you know what you're going to do today, that what you know what your guitar tone is going to sound like, what you know this record is going to sound like. You don't know. Just let it happen. Admit that you don't know. It's kind of nice to kind of relieve yourself of the ownership that you don't have to be taking on so you can start seeing that. I should be taking on the ownership that actually makes sense for me to use, that actually makes sense for me to have. And it's like, that is just beautiful. This is just a speculation I've been having as of late because something with this uh, complete lack of organization and and um, the world's not compromising with us at all on this right now with, 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 the, with the way things are going. I mean, it's just only getting harder and there's no, um, there's we're not driving and it's scary. And so in when I my psyche tries to make sense of it all and tries to control it all and so i just can't do it just can't say i can't say i control all this simply don't know and it's really nice to say i don't know it's really fun uh, i feel like jerry garcia definitely would be one of the first guys to say he didn't know <laughs> maybe bob weary would come before him first i don't know what do you guys think aside from that i just want to thank you guys from a from like the literal depths of my heart like in the scene where like hercules went all the way to the bottom of hell but only in a good place uh from my heart for listening to uh, luck of the draw that came out a couple weeks ago from the new cosmic country album that robin ford produced 
cut it live in two days. Literally insane. If you guys are uh, digging it, please indeed uh, go buy a vinyl. That th Those are dropping soon. We're only going to do 500 of those, which is really beautiful. And uh, we're also giving away stellar other pieces of merch as well. And um, we're going to be doing a live stream and be doing all that. So make sure to follow me on Instagram, Daniel Donato, uh, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, especially YouTube. It's my favorite place in the world. Like, my sister watches all those, like, Five Nights at Freddy's videos, and it brings me back to when I was her age, when I was nine, and I used to be scared of things in life. Back when I didn't know, exactly, right? Back when I didn't know that it was all CGI. I used to be unbelievably scared of Gollum. My dad will be the first person to tell you how scared I was of Gollum, but now I know. It was kind of more fun to not know. I felt more then, now that I know and I don't feel anything. I, you know, in regards to being scared of, of, of stupid animation. It's better to not know. You might just feel more, and you might just learn more. One of my favorite artists, guitar players, and creators participating in today's environment of music is Miss Yvette Young. Like, sincerely, so much so. Uh, I'm really jealous of, of someone like her because she's just really fantastic at many facets of art and creation, where I feel like someone such as myself is very specialized at a certain thing. Uh, she does all the artwork for her band, Covet. She has a hand in directing all the music videos, um, producing all the records, writes all the songs. Um, she has records out that are just solo acoustic guitar, solo piano, and then she also plays violin. She was an art teacher for years. There's no unnecessary ego in the dialogue that she has as well. She's sincerely so inventive and thoughtful in each manifestation of her art. And the way that she plays guitar is sincerely just so unique to her own style. And that's really what attracts me to a musician. As somebody who's, Jerry Garcia said it best, don't be the best at what you do, but be the only one. And in a modern sense, she's a really beautiful example of this. Without further ado, Missy Vet Young. <laughs> but like, so I'm noticing here, you literally, I love long dogs. I think long dogs are better than like short dogs. Uh-huh. Like I don't like where we're going with dogs in society now where it's like, oh, we have like, these like terriers and smaller dogs that aren't really like functioning as dogs. Yeah, no, they're, they're like, I, it's too short. The fur is too short. <laughs> You have an Afghan in the background. Like I, I love Afghan dogs. I think they're hilarious. Wait, I got, I got an even better one for you. Hold oh, yeah. on. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, okay. Oh my god, how do I bring this over here? <laughs> I'm, I'm like totally wasting your time by doing this. I'm so no, sorry. No, 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 no. It's all good. If, if you kind of think about it, think of like the podcast concept. It's like, it's almost like our attention spans are longer than we thought they were. Oh yeah. It's like, I'm pretty, I don't know. I, I feel like my attention span has definitely suffered throughout the years. Oh, sorry. This is giving me tech issues. I'm like so excited to do this, but I need, okay, hold on. I, I swear. I'm almost <laughs> Okay, wait. How do you so everyone everyone who's just listening to the audio of this? Uh Yvette uh, and I are presently here talking about dogs and she she's in a disclosed location, so she wanted to put the Zoom audio background 
in a more private setting. And now we're trying to go with different dog types. Um, oh, oh no, this is, this is not a dog. This is even better. <laughs> oh, that's not, actually, I'm going to have to say that's not better than a dog. I have to say a dog might be better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can like play your guitar. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> we're hanging out. I'm, where's the... What's really funny about that video is that that's at the BNA Nashville airport and the BNA Nashville carpet's the ugliest carpet in the world. And it, it's actually world famous. It the has carpet? Like, oh, I'm trying like to 100,000 followers on Instagram. Uh-huh. That's not bad for a textile. Yeah. You can't really tell in this picture. Okay. I'll go back to this dog. <sighs> All right. Yeah, there we go. That dog. That dog definitely takes the cake. Are you drinking from four stacked cups? These are four stack cups. My sister, who's nine, I live in a small house <laughs> behind my parents. Uh-huh. Brings me coffee throughout the day. Wow. It's my fourth coffee from the day. I usually drink like four coffees a day, four cups. Wow. That's, uh, you're wired. <laughs> I've always been a wired person. Um, do you like coffee? I do love coffee, but I have the thing where I, um, I, I, if I drink too much, it actually puts me to sleep. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's, that's a lot of people. Um, yeah. it, does, it doesn't do that to me for some reason. Lucky. Um, I like don't sleep often. I sleep like six hours a night usually maybe. Wow. I, I used to be like that. And then I think I got like older. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be 29 <clears throat> next, next week. That's so weird. Okay. I, so that, let's talk about why I just turned 25 in quarantine. Why is 29? Thanks. Why is it weird? Why is 29 weird? Um, well, it's like, just, it, it's like you get a warning year. You're like one more year, <laughs> 30. It's like you get, enjoy this year. <laughs> Actually, I've heard good things about being in your thirties. I heard that you just don't give a fuck anymore. So I'm like, I'm looking forward to that. I feel myself heading there, but it's like, Oh, I need a little more time. And then once you're 30, you just no longer care what anyone thinks of you. And you just do your thing. <laughs> a lot of expectations. Yeah. Oh, should I be recording this on my end, by the way? Ooh, that'd be great if you can. Okay. Um, I I want to. I was able to um, set up something in Ableton last time, but for some reason it wasn't working. Do you use Ableton to? Because you're really prolific in the sense of how much music that you have going on. Like you have your acoustic stuff, you have your piano stuff, and then you have the stuff with Covet. Right. So it's like yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff that's, are you using, are you self-producing at home? Are you in that wave of like Jacob Collier, like in that wave of people who are like Phineas, like people who are producing music at their house is like, is that something that you're doing is Ableton? Is, is that part of your world of, or is it stuff that we hear that you put out? Are you going to like a traditional studio and running everything through hardware and doing it that way? Going to the studio. I wish I was better at self-producing. I just got my, I just dipped my toe in. The self-producing pool and during quarantine, huh? What a weird phrase that is. Yeah, I think it's it's like referring to when you test out a pool to see if it's like chill to go swim in it. Like you're like, is it too cold? Like you dip your toe in. So um, yeah, I think I've dipped my figurative toe into the self-recording pool, and um, I I so far like it. Maybe I'll take the plunge. Maybe I'll just speak in metaphors the rest of this podcast. I, okay. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I use metaphors almost to my detriment. Oh, me too. I'm starting to record. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what metaphors do you use? Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it, it's almost a state of being for me. So it, it, they, uh, I draw upon them at will. Um, okay. I really just understand metaphors. So I'm able to kind of just create them as I, as I wish. Oh, me too. I'm like, um, like Confucius where I'm just like, life is like, I don't know, like just a blank. It's kind of how I, it's because I, I used to be a teacher and like the best way to explain things to people, um, the best way to explain concepts that people don't really immediately understand to people is using frames of references that they might understand. And then it's like an easy segue for them to understand this other concept. What were you teaching? What was your edu- What was your domain of expertise in education? Um, I went to art school and I double majored in visual performing arts education and fine arts. So I was working as an art teacher for a while and then the touring thing kind of took over. So I what? couldn't teach anymore. Yeah. <laughs> How fantastic is that? It's like Alan Watts. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. He's incredible. He's so ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like- Prolific. Um, he has this concept of like, you'll find often in, in certain chapters of your life, the things that you weren't um, presently desiring start to present themselves to you as opportunities. And then you start creating desire for them. That sounds like that's what touring was for you. Where so many yeah. of my commissaries are people who move to Nashville and they want to tour and they're here for six, seven years and they don't get to tour. And yeah. so that's really funny that you were an art teacher. It's also beautiful. It's also insanely it speaks really highly on your level of commitment and talent as a person. Oh, um, thanks. You're oh, so kind. <laughs> your, work, your work speaks it for you, though, like as you sincerely know. So that explains how you did the album artwork for your latest release. Yeah, uh, I actually, like, it's so funny. I, I've always loved visual art, and I started out, like, hating music when I was little because I was pushed to do classical music, and it was just a lot of pressure. Like, if I didn't win a competition, it'd be, like, at home. <laughs> so, like... Uh, it was just really intense and I always loved to draw and paint. And so that's why I wanted to go to school for it. But in playing guitar, like, cause I taught myself guitar. I played piano and violin when I was young, like four and seven respectively. And then I picked up guitar when I was like 18 or 19. Um, and then I just what? like, yeah, I played it for fun. Uh, when I was in the hospital, I like taught myself guitar just to like feel better and then like things kind of just took off with music and I I fell back in love with it but it's it's interesting because I feel like um arts on visual arts almost taken a back seat to music they used to be side by side but these days I find myself like really loving um just picking up my guitar and like writing uh and I pick up my paints and my pens much less frequently but that being said I still get opportunities to like do my own album art and like design stuff for people so it's fun so you're talking about the culture of like a competition when you're a young child that's something I was I was taught as well like I was really angry kid I was really really bad temper I can't imagine that but me too I was like a bully (laughs) Yeah, you were a boy. I was like a school. It was because I was teased a lot. So, and I had a, had a rough home life. So it's like, I feel like I took all of that angst and just like brought it to school. And I was like, you, everyone needs to be afraid of me to like leave me alone. Were you, were you tall? <laughs> I was not tall. I'm still not tall. I'm five foot four. Um, I, <laughs> I, I think tall. I, huh? That is not tall. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm quite average for my height and or yeah, for my age and my gender. But um, yeah, I think uh, I I kind of had like a tough exterior when I was little just because I was, 
I don't know, like insecure. I wanted to distract, distract people from the pain I felt inside. <laughs> what was it at home that created a bad home life? And like, what, what was also at home that created that uh, competitive um, ethos that you were living in? Um, you know, I think it's just the culture of having to be perfect and succeed all the time. Like, I think... Um, Are your parents natively from America? No, I'm first generation. So... That's uh, Where are they from? They're from Beijing. Uh, uh, it's funny. Like, I feel like coming over, there's, like, a lot of... I understand there's, like, a fear that, like, they, they want their kids to do well, you know? Um, and there's a lot of pressure to like get into the best college and, and, you know, cause you're kind of told this thing where if you go and go to a good college, go to a good school, it affords you uh, more opportunities and thus you'll be more likely to be successful. Like everyone's yeah. you know, fe- fed that. And for some people it's true so it's for some people that works out and I can't fault my, my parents for wanting the best in me, but definitely like that, that competitive environment was uh, really intense and probably detrimental to um my passion for for my craft i mean you you said you experienced the same thing right like were your parents tough on you or um so my dad got me into wrestling with uh, so we lived in uh no way oh 100 percent. yes uh i was really good at it though and i really loved it and, Dang, uh, hell yeah <laughs> yeah it, but something happened where like i didn't hit puberty till i was like 16 17 which is very late. Uh, so I had this, I technically just got my ass kicked so much. Um, once everybody started actually getting good at wrestling that I had to stop. Um, oh no. I didn't even weigh a hundred pounds until I was like 17 years old. No way. I was a super, super, super small kid. I was born very premature. Uh, just always had weird, um, th- like thyroid problems in my family. And I, you know, but so- something happened like in the past seven years where like everything's working out. That's amazing. I mean, um, you look great. Oh, likewise. Likewise, Afghan included. Thank you. <laughs> I, pet it. I don't know how to pet this virtual dog. <laughs> That's 2020 for you, petting virtual dogs. 2020 is freaky. 20, yeah. <laughs> 2020 is really scary in the sense of what is real and what is a simulation. Yeah. It's, how do you feel about virtual performances? Well, it's inevitable, right? So you're talking about like Diplo and Travis Scott and Fortnite? Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. But also just like everyone live streaming now. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> everyone and their grandmas on Facebook, on Instagram live. <laughs> you just gave me a great idea. What? Everyone and their grandma, where I am going to live stream with my grandmother. You should. I would tune in. <laughs> so like, if you do, do you, do you fuck with TikTok at all? Oh my god, are you going to tell me about how that guy taught his grandma how to TikTok dance? No, what's that one? Okay, there's there's a TikTok of this guy, I forgot who he is, I think he's like some funny comedian guy, but he's like teaching his grandma how to do an Instagram dance, and they're like synchronized dancing. Yeah, I'm scared of downloading TikTok. I went on a Daddario clinic yep. with... Uh, uh, my my friend, I can't say his name right, but he, I love him. Flor Florent Garcia, Flor Florent Garcia. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my uh, Eric Ponce, <laughs> he was like my Dario rep there, and we went on this fun like this uh, run of French clinics. But during those clinics, we all downloaded TikTok and we like made joke TikToks after the clinic <laughs> just for fun. And it was, it was kind of, it was cool, but it's also like kind of depressing because you go on and it's just like teenagers, like 
basically like just eye fucking themselves while dancing half naked to like mumble rap and it's like I, i'm i guess i'm a little old for this <laughs> i've never been able to like like you have to like you can agree to this like um in order to like play on stage and enjoy what you're doing you have to kind of lose your sense of self to some rational degree yes. right unlike driving a car where you're very aware of self which is ironic you kind of have to love the way you look like you kind of have to like at least a little like that's at least my impression like i kind of love the way love the way you look or not consider it at all like it's a non-factor you just don't care that's what i'm getting at in order for me to forget it i kind of have to be satisfied with it yeah because I yeah. can't be, like, having, like, a breakout on my face and, like, having my shoes be untied and, like, me forget how I look for some reason. Yeah. You know, I I, uh, I had to play a show once where my face swelled up to, like, three times its size. It looked like I got stung by a bunch of hornets. I've never um, been stung by anything. I've never been stung. Wow. Knock on wood. They, insects love me. I'm big with the insect community. They just wow. enjoy my flesh. Uh, they, yeah, but like I, I had to basically play this show with like my face looking like a pineapple. Um, <laughs> it was terrible. I wore a hat. I wore a big wide brim hat. So everyone's like, oh, like she's so mysterious. And I'm just like, yeah. no, I just look like Freddy Krueger right now. So, you know. <laughs> I feel yeah. I had to like disguise my face because it was taking me out of my stage swag. I was like, I have to think about the music, not the fact that I look like a piece of steak right now. So, oh my gosh, how'd the show go? It was it was fun. Uh, no, it was yeah, it was fun. My strap. I didn't use strap lock at the time, and after the show, I started using one. But my guitar like fell down, but I caught it midair, and I like continued playing. So it looked kind of badass. I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you have insane reflexes. I do have pretty good reflexes, you know. Yeah. Um, Mr. Miyagi taught me well. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, what school did you go to for art? I went to UCLA. So I, I, w- I went to UC because it was the most affordable. And I got, like, a an okay scholarship. So it's, like, I wanted to save um, money. Full disclosure, my parents are awesome, and they helped me through college. So I'm very privileged in that sense. Um, but I wanted to like make it so that they didn't have to pay as much. So I worked my ass off in high school. Um, high school was weird for me. Uh, me too. but yeah. Wait, why was it weird for you? Well, I, right when high school started, I realized I really wanted to play guitar and oh. I, it was the first thing in my life, like aside from wrestling, I was really good at like naturally and not saying that cause I was good at it. I didn't, it wasn't something that I didn't have to work at. It was something that. School started for us at 7.30. I would be up at 5, and I would practice for an hour. I would get to school early and practice there. I would eat wow. practice during lunch. I was just literally obsessed. Because when you're in that phase of your life, you don't have to worry about aspirations or, or, or rent or, or anything. You're just you have like one or two things. Yeah, um, exactly. So high school for me was very odd because I was like really determined, and I was very driven, and no one else really was. Um, except like athletes and stuff, but like my, my spectrum on like being like an alpha dominant person, whatever that is, that I wasn't quite in touch with that part of myself at the time. So I didn't, I thought everyone was kind of a dick. Um, so I don't know. I didn't really like, no one was on my level in that sense, but I don't want to sound egotistical either. No, it's fine. I mean, that's Um, an okay thing to, to admit. Like, um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know why it's cool. I don't know why like media makes it look so cool 
sorry, not media, pop culture makes it look so cool to be like apathetic. Cause I feel like, you know, like it's cool to like, I don't give, I don't care about my grades. I don't care about like learning. I just want to sit here and like, like smoke my jewel. Like, you know, like I, it, I don't understand like why that's such a big thing, but I think it's cool to be dorky and to be really passionate and yes. into what you're doing. Like to me, that's always been like really attractive. So, um, yeah, I, high school was weird for me just because I, I was barely there. I was like, I, I mentioned earlier, I was like sick. So I was in the hospital. So I'd like come get my assignments and then I'd go back to the hospital. And I did high school basically like in a hospital bed. <laughs> it was really weird. Um, but, but I did have senior year to as a normal high schooler. And I remember doing the same thing as you, but with art. Like I wouldn't play guitar. I would actually just like, even when my art class was ended, I um I would stay in there for another two hours just working on things for fun. Or I, instead of eating lunch, I would just go work on a painting or something. So I, I love that. I love that you used your school time to, um, you know, work on guitar. Yeah. And just like the thing too is like, I feel like it's like part of like that. If you're like a naturally intelligent person and you're pretty like conscientious and, um, you're like, you have a good amount of drive. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that thing of where it's like, you finally found something to like realize the potential of yourself with like the medium of art. Yeah. Like, so much you're going through. You're in the hospital at the time. You like had all this like cultural backlash of like having like that influence of being at your house. But like, I'm assuming like in, tr- in a traditional school, like that amount of work ethic and that amount of perfection is not something that's preached to the same degree that you were at home. But that must yeah. cause a really strange dynamic in your in your sense of self, and like it sounds like you just put it into your artwork, and like that's beautiful. That's a sound. It, be- it became my like. It's like the reason why I like myself. Like you know, you can value external things. I think like even in teaching myself guitar, like it's a new skill. I taught myself a new skill, and that made me feel more confident than like anything else. And I feel like I started to really determine my self-worth I don't know if this is healthy by the way but my self-worth comes from what I can do with my hands and like how I treat other people like I think that is something I can actually control and it feels good healthy though like why (laughs) I'm serious like that I was just talking about this the other day like so my friends and I did mushrooms the other day (laughs) and so this was post mushroom (laughs) okay Um, got it I was very sober but I remember I remember thinking (laughs) I was driving home and I hadn't driven in a while. And it was like, well, like these, like these two things are simply rentals and anything that (laughs) is worth of meaning in my life. These are the vehicles for which I will craft that out of. I know you got to protect them. You got to like keep them safe. You can insure your hands. You know that? I don't have are insured. Yours are insured? 100% insured. Oh my God. I should insure my hands. It's not expensive at all. (laughs) Wait, you, you have, my hand should not be insured. I want to give you the hand insurance I have to you. <laughs> I have a broken finger, so it definitely. <laughs> Dang. You have a half painted nail and a broken finger. Yeah, sorry, my nails are atrocious right now, as you can no, tell. No, no. I was going to say I like them a lot because like mine, I stopped biting mine because of COVID. It's just uh-huh. freaked out my subconscious. Oh, I'm a nail biter as well. It's good to know. It's a nervous thing for me. I'm just like, I always need to be doing something with my hands, even if it means just biting my nails. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel you, I feel you on the deepest level. 
like possible on that. It's very, <laughs> it's very much so a real thing. It's that existential crisis. Yeah. Um, but you stopped biting them during I COVID. Did. That's I don't it. know how. I, I did. My mom actually bites her nails really badly. And we both stopped at the same time somehow. Um, so yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I like it. I don't, I feel less gross. I feel like I wake up some days and I feel like my hands are hung over because I've been there so much. It's like, ah, it's just gross. It's a gross thing. Uh, this is disgusting. I guess this is like a disgusting confession hour, <laughs> but I, uh, sometimes oh. I get, I get really thick guitar calluses and sometimes I just like straight up bite them off because they're so annoying. Like, that, yeah, that's really gross. <laughs> but like, sometimes I like just rip them off. I'm like, I hate this. Like, come go away. <laughs> oh, what a fascinating behavior. That's crazy cool. I don't think that's gross at all. Well, thank you. I'm sure your listeners will not agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we'll take a poll and I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Is he that gross? Yes or no? <laughs> In a general sense, anyone who says yes to that can fuck off. That's like, <laughs> it's okay. Literally, your work to me is so. I think there's layers. If you ever look at like layers of like in Tennessee, like the big rock that we have here is limestone, and mm-hmm. so limestone is a beautiful rock, and like it, it, it really is like a gorgeous thing. And um, there's several layers of earth that go before the limestone, and mm-hmm. you hit me on that limestone level. Wow, that's you're like every like the second I heard your art, which was through my friend, uh, my friends at Reaver. um, We were doing some content at this like ridiculously hot warehouse that like the AC right outside of Nashville busted, and we were just like waiting for them to turn it back on. And they were like, "You got to see some of the stuff we have in the funnel coming up." And they showed me your work in like it. I felt like I was twelve again. Like, oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) But it's like when I came to like learn like what you did, like the fact that you like have a history of creating outside of music that's like just as realized and, and distinct of a personality as your guitar playing is like, you're, you're like a person that like truly inspires me. So like, Oh, you know, absolutely. So like anything that you're saying about like being gross, et cetera, like at least for me, it's very hard for me to like get on that level with you. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Daniel. Because like, I'm sure you can relate to it like this where it's like, it's easy for you to, the person who creates everything to be the first person to criticize it. Oh yeah. I'm, I mean, you're probably your own worst critic, right? Like, Oh um, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can sense like you're a perfectionist as well. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but at the same time, I think it's cool to be able to be like, I killed that. I did good. You have to. You yeah. Have to have like that Kanye West spirit animal. <laughs> I'm just letting yourself say like, fuck yeah, I did a good job on this. Yeah. Just like, even, I don't know, like you play a lot of live shows and it's really difficult for me to just be like, that was a good show. I like, I rarely say that. I'm always like, no, this little thing went wrong. Like all these little minutiae that like nobody else knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Do you like live performance? Is that something that you're, uh, yeah. see, I, I see that smile. That's like really genuine. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it's genuine. It really is. It's definitely. Um, I I just realized like I realized this during quarantine. Like the things that I truly love in life are the things that I can do while uh, learning more about myself, getting better at at whatever it is that that topic is, and if I can mm-hmm. make money doing it. That to me is like a sustainable life activity. 
Yeah. And um, you know what I mean? And it's like, th- those aren't all necessary, but like, that's like the perfect triangle in shows. It's perfect. Like I get better at music. I learn who I am as a person each time I'm on stage. Yeah. Sometimes there's money to be made and it's like, that's a fantastic thing. Um, I start, I, the first time I played on stage, I was 14 wow. and we were, um, my dad was like, it was the day after I finished middle school and I just quit wrestling. And, um, I was like, I really want to get good at guitar. I want to deter- focus my life on guitar. And, uh, what about when- wrestling with guitars? <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Holy shit. Yeah. So if we were to make that happen, <laughs> would you wrestle St. Vincent? Oh, I mean, I think, I think she would win. <laughs> you, I think you would destroy her. Are you oh, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I think she's got this like badass energy and I'm just like soft AF. <laughs> just, soft AF. I, start, I started lifting weights. So maybe I have like a little more of a chance, but we'll see. You just know. started, you started exercising. Yeah. I started exercising during co- It's funny. Like not to change the topic. No, no, please. I, it's I, what's I, about. I'm bookmarking you saying that you love performing because I think that's beautiful. And I, I love hearing that because I'm, I'm like terrified of performing still, which is hilarious. But anyway, I'm really quick going to lifting weights uh, during COVID. I going back to, I need to use my hands all the time. I can't just like call my friends. I feel like I have to call my friends, but also be doing something with my hands. Just I go crazy and I start feeling cranky. Like I'm not doing anything. Oh my God. So I've been I've been lifting weights while checking in on my friends, and it's hilarious because I'll be like talking to them, but just panting like out of breath, and I'm just like, "How have you been? <laughs> oh, that's that's so cool." <laughs> They're like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh no, I'm just lifting weights." <laughs> so yeah, if we ever chat, and uh, I'm I'm just panting, you know what, what's going on? <laughs> just benching. <laughs> I fucking love that. I gotta get some weights. Yeah, it feels so great. You talking to someone, just like hearing them. Well, like you, you forget that you're exercising too, because it's just mm. like repetition. God, um, I love exercising oh, a lot. My awesome. Uh, I wish I shared that passion. <laughs> oh wow. Well, I'm definitely not proclaiming to be like an exercise person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, I'm not just gonna wear like. Under Armour all day. Yeah, you should start um, a uh, a how to get like a, a really perfect round booty Instagram page where you just teach people how to tone their butt. <laughs> we were like, think about think about the fact of like there are women, only women by the way. There are no, I don't see men with twenty million followers because of their ass, yeah. which is very yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah, uh, there are these women whose body shapes have never existed before. Yeah. This is a woman who in all the years of humanity has never been shaped like this. <laughs> you have a new shape of a human. It's crazy. And some of it is Facetune for sure. So I see some Photoshop going on. I'm like, ooh, girl, I see that. I see that fence bending. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> It's like the equivalent of speeding up your riffs. <laughs> Come on. So stupid. I don't care if you can play Hotel California solo at 125%. I 
I, I literally had someone ask me once, I think I was playing a song, I forgot which song, but he's like, how fast can you play it? And I was just like, why do you want to hear that? That's so weird. <laughs> well, that's the thing is you probably aren't inspired by music in that way. No, I, for me, it's never been like gymnastics. I'm more interested in what you can convey with just like one note, like one really well placed, well thought out note, like how you touch the note. I'm about to get like really lame, but like, I don't know. I think that's way more interesting to me. <laughs> Am I weird? I have never, I'm always different from the pack and the fact that I think that stuff is actually like the building blocks of like what creates longevity. Like, I don't think that's lame at all. Like, yeah. I think, I think it's like, I don't know. It's much, it's better to like just be thoughtful about what you're writing instead of just have like a nonsensical flurry. But it, I, that being said, it is, I shouldn't use the word better because people want different things out of music. So for some people, they really love to play very fast and it's like very impressive to watch. Like I could never do that, but at least I know I can write a song. <laughs> it's yeah, cool. Badass music. Oh, thanks Daniel. Well, it's very real. It's very real. It's like, Hey, so the concept of always having to do things with your hands and you getting cranky because of that, um, <laughs> that's a real thing, right? Is it because you you feel like you're not being productive? Yes, I'm really bad at uh, I'm really bad at uh, hanging out for the sake of hanging out, and I I feel like I can't I do it. I can't do that. I, I <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm glad that you're not like you're a terrible person because like no. even even like I, I'll book a lot of friendship hangouts. I sound like an aunt. beep boop. I will book friendship hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a robot. <laughs> I sound like an alien. But like I'll book hangouts with people where we eat because I know like there is a there's a time where we're done eating. We can just go ahead and mosey on home. Like it's all good. Um I dread inviting people over because I'm I'm I don't know how to effectively tell someone like, okay, like I love you so much, but like I need my personal time right now you know like it's so difficult like there's no good way to say that <laughs> yes there is okay is it get off my property i'm gonna count to 10 uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> i think there is ah, i think that comes from that self-love thing where it's like if you if you are justified in your intention with somebody or in your intention with yourself the the right means of communication is visible if you, if you look for it. It truly is. Mm. Like, it is hard, though, like balancing. I feel like so much of music is, and I, I fuck myself over with this, where it's like I feel like so much of, of being an inspired being comes from experience in life, and it's hard to garner experience when you're in the actual room that you created. So you have to leave. Yeah. You got to go get sensory experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I gotta go on my run every day and have the same poodle bark at me. Do you, do you uh, the same poodle bark at you? Yeah, uh, that's it's crazy. I was just talking to my bass player about this yesterday because I have a history of OCD. Like, and like, I used like, to like, actual OCD. Yeah, like I would have to walk the same path from to school and back from school every day, and if someone interrupted me, I would have to start over. And then this is where it sucks. Well, then the next day. I would have to do the same thing where I walk home, but then I get interrupted and then I like start out. It was like, I was stuck in a, a hell. <laughs> like, um, I, that's the reason why I start. I used to run 15 miles a day. I know that sounds insane. Oh my God. What? I know at UCLA, I used to get up at 4am and I ran 15 miles a day and then I'd go to class. Um, and that was insane, but it was, it was more because of my OCD is because, um, 
I would start out running a mile and I'd be like, oh, I, I don't know if I ran and I think I miscounted. I think I like missed a lap. So I'm just going to do one more. But the next day I'd be like, oh, but I did one more yesterday. So I'm just going to, and then it just kept on com- compounding and I ended up running 15 miles. So I have a really weird relationship with like exercise where I have to make sure I'm not like becoming too obsessive about it, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so you just dive head first into anything. It sounds like, um, not really. Not I mean, anything, I, but the things that inspire you. Yeah, I guess like I just get really consumed by it, and I think, I think maybe deep down, and I'm about to get psychoanalytical here. Maybe there's like a fear of being lazy, being not even being perceived as lazy, but yeah. it's a deep fear that maybe I am lazy, and I feel like guilt for that. 100%. And something I'm working on for sure. I can't tell you. Um, so that that to me is a constant state of being. Yeah. Like I wake up at six thirty and I'll feel like I'm late. I'm like six like what's going on? Six thirty. Like there's no one's doing anything. Like no no one I you know I even have to email today is up yet. It's like why do I feel late? It's like what is the deal with this? Why do I possess this angst? Why if I work all day, do I still feel like I have done nothing? Oh my God. I just had this realization. I had a couple of days where I got a little bit cranky with myself. I was like, I have not been productive and I'm so, I'm so annoyed with myself. But then I sat down and I actually listed everything I got accomplished that day. And I was like, okay, why do I feel like this? Even though like I have like a list of seven things I finished today. Like that's so, it's so weird. So sometimes you have to like check yourself. You have to be like, all right, like I, I'm going to honor the fact that I actually did do something today. And um, even if I feel cranky, like I should still be able to celebrate what I did do. <laughs> well, right. It's almost like there's separate um, parts of your identity that you're constantly in communication with. It's not just like one centered self, right? There's like, there's this guy, that <laughs> guy coffee cup. right? And it's yeah. like, that's why I have all these cups. Who's this for that? See, here I am with metaphors. I love that. Right? It's real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not very friendly to the environment. It's okay. You can recycle those cups mm-hmm. and, and make it friendly. Um, you know, even with like eating a meal, I feel like sometimes I, in the past, I, I was kind of just like, I'd either forget to eat or I'd eat something really kind of crappy because I just wanted to go back to working. So I'd just be like, whatever, I'm just going to eat this granola bar and like continue. Um, but like quarantine has kind of made me sit down and learn how to cook better. And I've been like appreciating the time I put into making something and sitting down with it and actually like thinking about what I did. So reflection, I, I, I reflect during that time. I also, every day I'm so spoiled when I take a bubble bath and during my bubble bath, I just think about like what I need to work on for the week and like how I feel. It's like my time to check in with myself. Why is that spoiled is my question. Oh, I mean like I'm spoiled in that maybe there's some people who cannot have bubble baths every day and I am lucky enough to take a bubble bath every day, (laughs) except on tour. (laughs) I can't do it on tour. (laughs) No. Um, So when you guys tour, what is the, what's the, like, how do you guys tour? Are you in a bus? No, I wish we still do the van life. We still drive ourselves and we get a hotel every night. I actually kind of prefer that because there's something nice about not sleeping where you've had to stay all day. You know what I mean? Like you're cramped in a van. It feels good to stretch your legs, get out to the venue and play. But then, you know, at night you're going to have like 
a room, even if I'm sharing this room with like six dudes, like at least I have like, that's the idea. That's like the punk touring lifestyle. Like it's, it's crazy. I, I share, you know, a room with everyone in my crew and sometimes we get separate rooms, but, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, but then I, I've done a bus tour and I actually, I didn't like it as much because I felt like I would, there's no windows. I don't know what time of day it is. And, oh man, I like, I like windows. I like looking out and like listening to like explosions in the sky or something and like looking at pretty landscapes. But, um, I was going to say, uh, I feel like in a bus, um, Number one, it gets dirty really fast because everyone's sleeping and like eating and doing stuff there. And mm-hmm. then there's like less privacy. And then um, it feels like every night you're getting into a coffin, which maybe is like a oh. metaphor for something bigger. <laughs> but yeah, you've done bus tours, I'm guessing. I've done some bus tours. Yeah. Um, but when we tour, when we do cosmic country tours, like when touring was still full steam ahead, we were, we have a van with a trailer and it's that whole thing. Yeah. We do the van trailer thing, which is scary driving with the trailer. But. It's really scary. If you just think about literally like how much of your life is precedented on the encompassing promise of hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I just hope we get there. And I hope that, yeah. that it, no one runs into us along the way. And yeah, I, I hope nothing not, breaks. Nothing breaks. Yeah. I hope I don't run over someone. I almost ran over somebody. Oh my God. Do tell. So we were really crazy story, man. Uh, Really. This was the story. I never wanted to ride motorcycles ever. Um, But this really (laughs) showed me how I really am never fucking getting on a motorcycle ever for the rest of the Oh man. But you got on one. Elon Musk invents one and he's like, Daniel, me and Grimes are going on a motorcycle later. Join us. I'm like, okay. But that would be like the only situation in which I'd ever ride a motorcycle. So we're driving. No. Um, we played the night in Boston. We had a great gig. Really like stellar show. Like fantastic, like dopamine rush, serotonin the next morning. Everyone's like eating oranges the next morning, talking about it. You're like, man, we got the first night. <laughs> and so we're driving. So specific, like oranges. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing everyone sitting on a pile of oranges in this story. Like when I close my eyes, everyone, everyone is sitting on a pile of oranges, eating oranges. Oh, I'm really jealous of your brain. <laughs> it's a weird one. I'm anyway. sure there's really some immense beauty there. Like that's insane. What a crazy. Thank you. Boy, that's What's even crazier is that you can depict that visually really well. Like, I'm sure if you actually sat down, you could actually depict what you were just thinking. Yeah, I can. I should be a, a criminal. Uh, what is a courtroom sketch artist where I just, like, sketch what's going on? That'd be my other job. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail your story. You ran over someone, almost. No, yeah, definitely almost ran over somebody. This was, um, we were leaving Boston, and um, I was driving, um, and uh, we're about to go into some traffic. It's like a three-lane highway, and we're in the middle here. And uh, so we're in a van and trailer, a 4350 van, and there's a Prius passing me on my left, uh, two parents in the front, baby in the back in a car seat. And um, the traffic all of a sudden stops. Turns out there, there was like an accident. There was some construction. I think it was construction. And um, a motorcycle tries to go between me and the Prius in the middle of the lane. Very bad. Yeah. Really wow. bad. 
and he didn't see us stopping. And uh, so he had to slam on his brakes. So he's, as he's uh, falling off his motorcycle, the motorcycle runs into the back of the Prius, almost injures the baby. The guy goes sliding 20, 30 feet, okay? And then as the van is coming, his head is right here. So his head is in almost in line with the front of my tire. And I see him go under the van. And oh I slam the brakes. Oh, my gosh. I swear to God. And I slam the brakes, and I feel it hit something. <gasps> and I literally almost died. I literally thought I ran over, oh my God. I ran over somebody's my head. Stomach is sinking just thinking about having to sit with that uncertainty or certainty. Oh, my gosh. Right? The certainty of uncertainty to be found in that situation. Yeah. Turns out we hit a pothole. We did not have uh, He was okay. under the van. He literally, we missed him by an inch. He goes, you missed me by an inch there, pal. And I go, man, I'm so sorry. And he goes, part of the gig. What? Okay, he he made a joke? Like, that dude made a joke after nearly... He's made a fucking What joke. a legend. Like, that's insane. Oh, my <laughs> goes, God. He goes, this is some Sons of Anarchy shit right here. Wow. I hope if I nearly die... I hope, like, even if someone stabbed me in the throat and I'm bleeding out, I'm still telling jokes. Like, that's, like... <laughs> sounds so graphic, but, like... <laughs> What a weird, your subconscious is like so loud. Like, it's such a fever. <laughs> but anyway, this homie's a legend for nearly getting run over and just making a joke about being a part of the gig. I'm glad you don't have to sit with the crushing guilt of potentially crushing someone's skull with your van. So, thank you. I really appreciate that. No one's ever actually said sorry. Yeah, you know, I, I, I keep on thinking about how I'd feel. I love animals. You know, I have, I have eight hens and a duck and a parrot. So it's like, I've, how does that I've work? I, they're just in my yard. We get fresh eggs every day. And like, I, I rescued this duck from a parking lot. So I just have a little family of rescue animals. But, um, I, I always think about how I'd feel if I like ran over a cat or something. Like I, I don't even a squirrel, like I can't, oh. I'm too weak. I can't, I wouldn't want to ever drive again. <laughs> you, you, and, and where I grew up, you run over squirrels daily. Like, oh, shit. No, it's like you might get charged if you don't run over a squirrel if you get pulled over. Oh, my gosh. There's been times where I've definitely, like, swerved oh. because I thought I was going to hit a cat or something, but I don't know. Are you a cat or are you a dog person? Um. <clears throat> ooh, I feel like I'm about to say the most controversial thing of 2020. Are you no, I'm going to say I'm not too keen on cats. Oh, I don't like cats either. Oh my god, thank you. Yeah. Okay, thank I you. Like I am not a cat person. I'm a dog person. I'm a bird person, you know? That's even weirder. You see? Yeah. Wow, what a what a brain. What a- I'm a I'm a bird person and I'm a frog person. I recently discovered, thanks to my Instagram explore page, that I love frogs. I think they're so funny. Like it, they have the funniest poses and they have a lot of like attitude in their faces. I don't know, like I'll send you some frog pics that I like. <laughs> So here's the thing in quarantine, anything better than sexy photos or frog photos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To me, frog photos are cool. That is, that's a whole different spectrum of a personality. What animal do you like? Frogs. That's insane. I love frogs. I love snails and I love birds and I feel like they're not very popular. Um, 
but you know, they need, they need some love and too. And I think cats receive enough love for how much they give to people. Like they're kind of selfish. <laughs> I don't like cats. I never have. Never I'm very them. allergic. And one time I remember I did a bunch of oil paintings for a show and this one cat went and smeared its ass all over all of them. And I knew it was that cat because I, I saw its matte, matted fur with all the paint. So it just, oh, wow. it made me so upset because I spent hours and oil paint takes forever to dry. So, and once it's messed up, you have to wait for it to dry to fix it. So this cat just ruined all my painting. Uh, what are some of your favorite materials to paint with? Pr- primarily oil? Um, I, I don't like oil as much because of the amount of, I mean, I love working with it, but it's just setup wise. It takes long and you have to dispose of it, um, in the right way. And I find that to be really inconvenient. Like you can't just dump it in the sink. There's just like lots of harmful chemicals. You have to have proper ventilation. It's just very fussy. So I like working with gouache. Um, I love working with watercolors. Uh, I love inks like ballpoint pen, um, just like just regular markers, Copic what markers are fun. Like? Are you into uh, the Arteza pens at all? Uh, I use Copic markers. I actually have a bunch down here. Um, these little these little things. They're like double tipped. Um, they're really great for just if you want more control, but want like the consistency of watercolor. They're also more pigmented, which is nice. I'm a mess. I have a lot of crap. Around I didn't tell, there's literally just a, a royal Afghan sitting behind you. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it it's looks a, like you're like you're in your country garden estate that like you inherited from your parents. That is my dream dog. If I could get a dog like that, just imagine, just like you're working on a song and you look behind you and it's that. I would love that. <laughs> right? Like so sick. <laughs> I would honestly I get a greyhound though before I get the Afghan. They're they're directly related. They're direct descendants. Mm. Um, greyhound just seems way more easier with the hair. Yeah, I think uh, definitely the maintenance for maintaining a mane like that that would be that'd be a lot of shampoo, a lot of brushing, a lot of just. That's why I cut my hair. I used to have really long hair, but then when I started touring, I was like, you know what? fuck that and I just chopped it all off and it's easy now I don't have to worry <laughs> so like what is it you were talking about writing songs like are you writing songs right now during during this time mm-hmm. I have a whiteboard of riffs that I need to finish into songs I love like some people struggle with finishing songs but I love finishing songs I love my favorite thing is figuring out how to tie two concepts together like you ever get two parts that kind of go together but you need to figure out like how to connect it yes. like that's my favorite thing to do i love it it's like solving it's like problem solving to me songwriting is problem solving 100 percent. yes it is yes right it's like yeah in I, I might come from songwriting from a different place in like a large percentage of the time because i start off generally with like lyrical ideas um mm-hmm. so but you have like riffs that you finish so like what's the concept there like how do you store your riffs do riffs come to you when you're not even playing? Do you just kind of play guitar in your head? Oh, yeah. My fo- my voice memo thing on my phone is me humming stuff. And I name it really weird things that, like, later I go back to. And I'm like, why did I name it, like, 
this, I don't know, like shitty. Like, why did I just name this shitty? <laughs> or, That's so self-deprecating. I want to do this thing where I find a musician friend. Maybe this could be you, but like, I, we just trade phones and go through each other's voice memos. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. That's fucking dope. Next time I see you, like, I'm going to get your phone and you can have mine and we're going to go through each other's <laughs> voice memos. See what's what's there to work with. I would love that. We gotta write a um we gotta write a song about animals somehow. I feel like there's not a song. Maybe frog a frog song. I wanted to show you bring attention to my shirt, which is a a toad riding a frog riding a motorcycle. Oh see, you don't need to send me any frog photos. You have you're you've been doing one the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And it's funny because you happen to be talking about your disdain for the motorcycle life, and I happen to have a frog riding a motorcycle. So that's some cosmic Weird. stuff right there. I know that's pretty crazy. You got to think about it. Out of all the possible graphics, right? Yeah. This is a Grateful Dead shirt from 1985 with a buffalo on it. <laughs> with a bu- one of my favorite animals. Um, they're amazing. They really they're gorgeous. Have you ever seen some in person? Where are you? I've never in LA. Uh, I am in the Bay Area, but that being said, I have gone to, to Tibet and I've seen like beautiful yaks. They're not quite buffaloes, but I feel like they have similar stature and features. And I, I love yaks. I love sheep. I think they're so funny. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The way they talk and they bleat, it's like they're complaining all the time. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> have you ever seen those, uh, I'm sure you've seen those videos where it literally, they sound like humans. They do. It's freaky. I kind of love that, though. It's kind of a romantic idea to have a bunch of those. Yeah, I was in, um, not Berlin, but my dad was doing, my dad, uh, he, he's a piano, he works for a piano distributor, and he was doing some, like, sales and technician training in this rural town outside of Berlin. Um, it's where the Bechstein factory is. You know that piano mm-hmm. company, C. Bechstein? So I was there with my dad. Um, I didn't have any purpose for being there. I was just kind of there to keep him company, which is awesome. But then I got a lot of time to just walk around this the German countryside and explore and get lost. Like my phone didn't work. So it was like truly me lost. And it was so fun. And then I encountered this big herd of sheep and I ended up just spending half the day like just like listening to them talk. <laughs> like they're so weird. <laughs> but cool. And they have like personalities. They like come over and check you out. I don't know. It was, it's really fun. <laughs> I love that. When we were in Germany, we had no time to, to see sheep that, that's that's, that's the so bummer of that tour is you never have time i know i think once you get more money though you do yeah but wouldn't it be sick if tour was every other day so you get one day of a show in a, t- in a city and then you get one day of downtime exploring you don't want to do that no. i think that'd be cool like it freaks like, me out being in one place too long that way like i want to leave as soon as we finish not, not, not in a weird way where it's like, I don't want to talk to anybody, mm-hmm. but like, I want to like leave. I want to go to the next place and come home. Oh man. Cause I always have a bunch of things saved on my phone of things I want to see like in the city, but then we never have time. So I figure if I had that extra off day, I could actually work on that list. But I need more people like that in my life. I'm, I always benefit from people who are like, Hey, let's go see this river. I'm like, I've never even thought to look up the river. So that's so great that you're that person. That's uh, it's like it's just so exciting. Yeah, like it's like how often am I going to be like in 
St. Louis, Missouri. I'm like never there. So I might as well go check out all these like antique shops or like, I might as well go like to this pawn shop and see like what I found an insane clown posse BC rich at a pawn shop. And, and I would never had, I would have never found this guitar if I didn't push myself to just go investigate like what's around. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> me, I'm like, I feel like I'm on the clock. So like, I'll bring like this SM7, which isn't like valuable. I don't know why I do it. I bring like my rig. I bring like Apollo. Wow. It's like, I'm just like, I wish I could take that. I guess I could. I just don't allow myself to. Well, I think that's cool too. I find it really hard to, to write music on the road just because I'm always around people. There's no quiet. There's no privacy. I'm such a private worker too. Like when I write music, I, I, I feel like sometimes I meet, okay, this is fascinating to me. Sometimes I meet someone and I have immediate chemistry with them writing wise and comfort wise. Like I feel like I can be around them and I can like dick around, but then I meet some people and it's just not there. But more often than that, I I actually find myself being the most inspired when I'm able to just be by myself and only think about myself and my guitar. Cause I feel like when there's someone else in the room, I'm thinking like about their energy and I'm thinking like, are you bored? Like, or am I bothering you? I I've been playing the same riff for the last six hours. Surely you must want to kill me. Like, you know what I mean? So I love being alone. (laughs) Me too. Okay. And that's really hard on the road. Like there's no alone time. There's no, I've had to teach like parking lot lessons and like broom closet guitar lessons just because Uh there's no privacy. You know, you mean like actual like Skype like Skype lessons like online? Oh no, like in person. Um, by the way, pro tip: if you're looking for a little breather, well, actually for your shows, this doesn't apply. But I play a lot of like prog metal shows in my lifetime um, for some reason, and uh, the girls' bathroom is a great place to to hang out because there's no one there. <laughs> It's like if I don't have my own green room, I just go to the girls' bathroom. It's like smells nice, no one there. I can like get dressed, get changed. It's like it's sick. Getting dressed, getting changed without a green room—that is the—that is the, the the life challenge at our stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if you're a girl. I've gotten used to like just not caring and stuff. Like if it's my band, like whatever. We've all seen each other's butts, I guess. So it's like oh. it's. <laughs> There's some bands like that. Like I was talking to my friend yesterday. He's like, he's like, you haven't seen your band naked. Like, why would I have just seen my band naked? Like, <laughs> he's just he's just trying to trick you to, to like show you show to get you, you naked. <laughs> like, he's no, like, yeah, like you're not friends unless you see each other naked. I, I'm comfortable enough of a man to be like, hey, if my friend, if he's like, hey, damn, I want to see you naked. So, okay, fine, fine. That's, that's different now. <laughs> <laughs> why would I care you just want to see me naked. I see myself naked all the time something special I mean it's just it's yeah just, it's just a, a human body just existing in the universe you know <laughs> uh but the girl's bathroom good for you I I can't try that though that's not in my cards I that's think true I'd be, I'd be um I f- face a lot of friction with doing that we, we one time I couldn't find a place for a lesson and then my student was a girl and I was like you want to just have this lesson in the girls' bathroom, and let me tell you, amazing reverb. Like it was, it sounded great in there. It sounded so good. <laughs> do you like? Do you tr- attract a lot of like not in like um like not in like a romantic way, but do you happen to attract a lot of attention from female guitar players? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'll, I'm really interested in in 
Because I'm so anti-competition, just to go full circle back to, How like... How so, though? Like, you're, you seem like, to be a really driven, ambitious person. I am, but I'm more interested in how we can foster, like, a healthy community where people, like, can rejoice in each other's successes, I guess. Like, because I feel like, you know, how I view guitars, if one person's killing it, then they're getting more people to, like, really love guitar, and then the industry flourishes because people are attracted to the instrument and it's doing well, you know? Um, And I, I feel like with with other girl guitarists, I'm just really happy to see that demographic expanding because I think for a while, like females were a minority in, in the guitar scene. There's some excellent female musicians out there for sure. I'm not denying that, but like, definitely, like huh? Who are some of your favorite ones? Oh man. Uh, well, I always thought Joni Mitchell is amazing. That lady in heart. I always forget her name, that heart guitar, Nancy, not Nancy. Uh, you know, that Van Hart. I love heart. I don't know. Yeah. No. Nancy. I think it's Nancy. I want to say it's Nancy. Um, she's incredible. Nancy um, Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. I think. Nancy yeah. Wilson. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy Wilson. Yeah. She's a badass. Uh, my friend Gretchen men is amazing. Oh, yeah. I have another friend, Stephanie Bradley. She's a badass. Nita Strauss, Neely Brosh. Um, oh, oh my gosh. Laurie Basilio. I love her. I know. Um, she's a Seymour Duncan artist as well. Um, but yeah, I, I love her playing. She just put so much feel into it. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I have so many friends that are the like, girl guitarists that I think they're like all incredible and so musical too. Like not only just versatile and, and technically skilled, but great songwriters. Is that sense of like, if, if that sense of, is that sense of like, say one person's prospering at a certain aspect of life and the whole community that participates in that particular domain, the whole community flourishes, right? It's really, yeah. um, it's very like, uh, very like socially responsible and like a higher level thinking way of looking at it where it's like very counterintuitive to like very like Western based um, like dominant, like I must have more followers. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think oh, nice. it's a, it's a really lonely way to live if you think like that. Cause then everything you do benefits yourself and you never get the joy of watching something you do positively affect another person when you're only just celebrating yourself, you know? Oh, Jennifer Batten. I wanted to add that name in there. She's awesome. That's really beautiful. A lonely way to live. Ah, I mean like, yeah, I, I, definitely like, I feel like when your mindset is everything I do must be for my own self benefit. Like, I don't, have you ever been really like super depressed and like low, but then you, I, I've, I've been there very recently, like probably the lowest point of my life. And what really brought me out of it was just doing a bunch of nice random gestures for people that I didn't even know too well. Like, I know this sounds really lame and preachy, but like truly like it made me feel better. Um, just doing like a random act of kindness, like buying something for a friend or like buying a piece of artwork from, from an artist friend that I want to support. Like doing things like that just makes me feel like the world's like a little bit brighter of a place and not so lonely and dark, you know, cause people can still do altruistic things. Well, actually that's a whole other debate. I don't know if I think true altruism exists, but doing something that doesn't just benefit me, like benefits everyone. <laughs> what was it that made you that depressed? If you don't mind me asking. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit difficult to talk about. It was, it was just experiencing something 
it's just, you know, the music industry is a really gross place. Sometimes I think All right. dudes can get caught up in their egos and they can do fucked up shit. So it was just having to deal with having something like that happen and not and having it affect my professional life because I have to work with this person. So, um, it, it, yeah, it was really messy and awful and it's still not resolved, but you know, I, I'm, I'm way better now. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's interesting. (laughs) It's a, it's a big world out there, but it's also really small world. It's a, it's a small world in big fucking ways. Yeah. Yeah, like I think yeah. it's a very oversaturated industry. It's, it's like big, like there's like so much out there, but everyone kind of knows each other. And if you're a piece of shit, like shit goes around. So you got to you have to conduct yourself in a really like, you know, um thoughtful way, I think. Cuz I don't know about you, but like when people I work with, I'd much rather work with someone who's like down to earth and willing to learn than someone who's really naturally talented but doesn't have the right attitude, you know? Oh, you got to strive to be both, especially if you're a natural talent, right? It's like, yeah. you got to have that. It's like, what a, God, it's so real. I'm so glad to hear that you feel that same way, man. Yeah. I, I'll say that same sentiment to people. You can kind of how you just get like that service of like, yeah, I, like I agree. Yeah. But their actions never reflect it. It's like, if there's something, like I've learned a lot of things in a, like in a, in this time, in this quarter of crisis. But it's like the one thing that really sticks out to me, like on an hourly basis is like with all this self change I want to have. Sure. Like I can change my mental dialogue, but like, what are my actions that are reflected of that change? Actually, that's where it matters. Like the action. Yeah. Yeah. Actions totally speak louder than words. People can say anything, but I think it's what you do in the long term that really makes the true statement. So I'll let you go. I just want to ask what your first tattoo was. <laughs> uh, you see. have some badass tattoos, it looks like. And I don't have any. My mom's uh, Jewish, and um, Jewish people don't really love tattoos. It's kind of part of that whole thing. Um, so I'm just not getting them to really. I also want to get the, t- the Tabori tattoos. Tabori? Oh, what's it tabori. called? Tabori. That's the. Uh, this one's Tabori. You have a Tabori tattoo. Yeah, it's done. It was done by uh, the. Um, I guess like he does truly traditional Japanese style. His name's Horitomo. He lives in San Jose. But yeah, I uh, that's uh, what I got recently. Um, my first one, however, was a stick and poke. Uh, I did it myself in high school because I was kind of like going through my rebellious phase. Uh, I want to say it was, I think I stuck and poke a bird on my hand, but I now have two other birds on my hands. Um, I don't know if you can see. Who are but, those Jacos? Uh, uh, wait, what? Are those Jacos? Jaco birds? I don't know. They're just two sparrows, I guess. But they're cover-ups for these stick-and-poke birds that I gave myself. Oh. I also have a stick-and-poke one I did in my own mouth, which is so dumb. You did it in my mouth? What the yeah, fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. Um, you're, but, insane. you're kind of like an insane person. <laughs> Like you run, you run 15 miles a day. You're lifting weights on the phone with friends. You could have been doing leg curls this whole time. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> you you paint me to be you paint me to be like Monster Energy, the person like just like <laughs> lifting weights, running 15 miles, like just pumping freaking iron, shredding. Like that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> 
I mean, I think I just, I think I just, it's either, it's either I'm just truly like, um, like open-minded and, and, and fearless, but I think it's probably stupidity. It's probably just me like, that sounds cool. I'll do it right now. And then I'll think about it later. <laughs> Maybe I'm impulsive, but you know what? I think, I think that is something that with time I've become less impulsive. Um, Oh, I recently read that impulsivity is actually, they've been able to isolate it to like a genetic thing. So a certain percentage of the population um, are, is more predispositioned to be risk takers and impulsive. Have, you ever really heard of, have you ever heard of ocean? Ocean? Yeah. No. Uh, ocean is like, um, I'm very topsoil with this, but like, um, again, a metaphor, but it's like uh, the five elements of human personality that all humans can be like classified in. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a very freeing um, concept. It's not something to like make you seem like person B. Um, it's very okay. cool. It's not like Myers Briggs or something where it's like personality types. Myers Briggs was inspired by Ocean. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's cool. Okay, do go on. So openness. Openness is actually the is the first one. Um, openness and closed people. Um, uh-huh. The most readily available term uh, identification would be like politically, like a more closed person might be more conservative, right? Um, yeah. But clearly there's, there's deeper ways of looking at it, but like clearly you're a very open person. Yes. Without question. Uh, so yeah. that totally makes sense. But you're very intelligent as well, right? So it's like, that's also like an amazing asset to have, like being open and intelligent. Like that's like an amazing hand <laughs> of cards to be in life. But I'm glad you think I'm intelligent. Sometimes I feel like uh, maybe I'm very hardworking and studious, but I don't know. I think I'm intelligent in like a, a weird way. Maybe like emotionally intelligent. Like I'm really good at like handling, like reading situations and knowing how to talk to people, what mm-hmm. words to say, what words not to say. But, you know, can I recite to you every country in on a map? Like, no, I can't. <laughs> what? Like, why is that intelligence? Like, I don't know. Like this book smarts and then there's like, People uh, smart, street smart. iPhone just destroyed book smarts. Oh yeah. Oh, and attention span. That's out the window. Uh, <laughs> um. Hey, I love this. I feel like we like. Me too. I feel like we could talk for like five more hours. Yeah, dude. I'd like. I just. I'd hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta get an Afghan. In, uh, uh, Afghan hang. Yeah, I'm down. You gotta up- upgrade your background. Is this, your, is this your crib? Is this where, where the magic happens? This is my studio. I don't sleep here, but I spend a lot of time here. Oh, cool. Like, you actually have your own space separate mm-hmm. from your house. Well, my house is, like, upstairs. Oh, okay. I was like, that's cool <laughs> that you, like, drive to your studio. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. No, but, like, we finished, like, this was, like, meant to be, like, a studio. It's hard to see, but, like, um, actually, it's not hard to see. So, like, back there, you can kind of see it, like, Right here, that's the green screen, so it's where you capture all the content. And like where I'm at right now, it's like I record a lot of music, like write a lot of songs that become demos that turn into real songs. It's um, very clean. Are you a clean person? Yeah. I could learn from you. Well, I could learn from <laughs> you because you probably just leave tables and shit everywhere, but you stay inspired. Guilty. I, I make a mess. When I'm working, all I'm thinking about is when I'm making. I don't care where I put things. I will literally just place them thing, places, and I'm just, like, so hyper-fixated on what's in front of me. That's called huckalow. <laughs> it's called what? Huckalow. I don't know what that is. That's never heard that. Mm-hmm. Huckalow is, like, a, it's a state of mind, like, um, like horse, like, racehorse, like, put the blinders on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I have blinders on for sure. 
but I, I feel like my mom would really love it if I was more like you. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. I don't know. Oh, it is. It is. My mom would love if I was just a more organized, like clean, neat person. You know, like just look, look at this shit. It's like I have a pile of petals over here. I can't see. Shit. I just see a fucking half hand. It's always <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I put it up. <laughs> here, I'll take it off. Full, 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 uh, full disclosure. Bam. Oh, that is so dope. Is that a big old orange cable you got? Nice. Oh yeah, it's right. It's right behind me. I was using this for a live stream, but. Normally behind it, there's another acoustic guitar and a picture of two dogs fighting that I painted. So, yeah, it's uh, it's messy. It's messy here, but it's like I know where everything is. Who's that artist that painted all those Weimar honors? All those what? Those Weimar honors. I don't know. Do you know what a Weimar honor is? Like the cre- the animal? Yeah, like the dog. Like do you- Oh, William Wegman. Wegman. Are you familiar with William Wegman? I don't think so. What? You have to show me William Wegman. I'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. You send me some frogs, I'll send you some Wegman. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna regret that invitation because I'm gonna tag you in so many frogs. <laughs> so much frog related content. My explore page, you wouldn't even guess that I'm a musician because my explore page is all like just cute duck videos, really cool frogs, and then like just like pretty girls for some reason. <laughs> like. Like, I don't know. Like my nine-year-old sister. It's like perfect. It's yeah, perfect. yeah, I guess so. There's no guitar, not one guitar in sight. <laughs> oh, that's insane. It's like all mine is. I don't even look at guitars. But, you know, it's crazy because it's like, I don't, I love playing guitar, but I don't consume a lot of guitar content because I think I, I spend that. a lot of time, I spend so much time playing that I'm like, oh man, I just want to look like a frog. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Do you like play, how many hours a day do you have to, like, do you have like a schedule that you play? No, but every day I wake up and I have this noteboard where um, I, I have, like, note cards on it that I have, like, various clubs and things that I have to get finished. So I just choose one or two, and that's, like, what I'm going to do for the day. It's kind of one a way to... One uh, Either one or two. It depends on what needs to be done, but it's my way of creating structure where there is none. And right now, during COVID, there is not much structure. When you say collabs, do you mean, like, actual releases or just stuff for, like, social media? Uh, I mean, both. I, there's like, I'm working with uh, w- another Instagram guitar guy, um, Bodiakwitz. He We did like a little like uh, guitar thing together. So that that's um, going to be a song on his album. I do. I just did a violin feature yesterday for someone. So I like went in the studio and knocked that out. Um, I've been meaning to do some vocals for someone. Uh yeah, I just have, like, and then I do, of course, like, Instagram stuff. Like, I did something with Ichika, and I think we're going to do another one. I love that. It, like, challenges me so much, and it's so fun. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see all that stuff. Yeah, what are you working on right now? We just finished, uh, like, all the logistics, like, put out a record that I cut back in December. Um, So we were, like, cool. doing some overdubs on that, and just, like, honestly, it's been very, like, business-intensive, because it ended up getting, where, like, Master Share was actually like now in my end, like on my court now. So like learning about all of that. And then um, honestly, just like demoing songs right now. I have been kind of slow on social. Um, I just have been very inspired to do anything for like- That's um, okay. I mean, yeah, it's now, now is a weird time to do social anyway with all that's going on. The whole like- It's weird. Yeah, I don't think it's a good time for, I mean, like I, I feel like, 
Okay, here's where I stand on it is we should definitely be spreading awareness, but also people shouldn't feel guilty for doing what makes them feel mentally healthy. So if you want to play guitar, like people shouldn't give you shit for playing guitar. If you want to release music, it should be fine as long as you're not like totally ignoring what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's all about balance. 100%. Yeah, I haven't been like holding back because like, um, I feel like I would think like that'd be a great thing to like what I contribute to the world to like keep doing that. It's like a weird thing right now where like I like have so much ambition for social that like I fuck myself over sometimes if I like don't achieve it. Oh, like what? I mean, can you give an example? Some like petty stuff. Like I want to reach a certain amount of followers by a certain time. Like I didn't and it like bummed me out. Oh, I mean, followers are such a fickle thing. Like sometimes there's bots that come sometimes like, you just, you can never know, like, I, I feel like, I don't know if there's, like, a science to it. Alex. There's no science to it. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't get bummed out at yourself. You can't control that. That's very empathetic. That's really true. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I can go buy you, like, 20, 20K followers from, like, India or something. <laughs> Whoa. Advertising is the cheapest in India anywhere than anywhere else in the world for digital media. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, crazy yeah i don't know why i know that <laughs> for your birthday i'll go buy you a bunch of followers <laughs> are you having my birthday oh yeah. right okay so i'm gonna hop on it now shit okay i'm on it <laughs> just put on the note board and we're fine yeah no you know what i think more important than your follower number is just how many organic people are genuinely there for you like that's i think the that's the most important thing right yeah because if you market to a bunch of people who don't give a fuck like it doesn't matter like they're not no one's gonna get to your show but i think your value should come from how many like actively engaged like genuinely invested people are in your follow list so it's it's not it's not quantity it's quality that's so real though that's yeah. so real absolutely that's very like the most beautiful thing and that that's why i miss playing shows wow you know what i think i'm getting on it now which is like um and sorry if you gotta go too no i'm chill today's just my um work on a guitar thing day work on a guitar thing day that's fine yeah <laughs> yeah oh, and then i have some packages to ship that's about it oh dope nice i mean i don't know if you want me to stop recording but like yeah um no i think just the one i want to ask one thing on this where it's like it's actually a real thing. I think I'm realizing now where it's like, I think some of the shit I'm feeling in regards to like not capturing enough right now and just like focusing on recording music. It's like, I feel like part of me is like really like kind of sad and still inflamed about not being able to go play music. For mm-hmm. some I think it's like somehow deeply connected with that. Like, are you feeling any, like for a second there I was feeling inspired, but like, I feel like now I might be like in a slight drought because I haven't been able to go actually play, like reach Yeah. Out. Inspiration is another fascinating thing where I don't think there's a true science behind it. I think it really depends on so many factors. And like, it's one of those things where if it's there, you got to just take advantage of it and like really beat the iron while it's hot. But when it's not there, there's nothing you can really do. You just keep trying. Like I, I sit down and I try to, I used to do this thing where I sit down and I improvise on piano for like 30 minutes every day. And it doesn't matter if nothing cool happens because at least I tried. And the more you try, the more statistically you're likely to, you know, write something you like. So I think even if you're not feeling inspired right now, it's okay to like take a break and do something else. Like there's different, I think to be a well-rounded artist is like different spheres, right? And 
right now maybe you're focused on these two spheres, but the other ones are not being replenished or filled. And it's okay because you'll go to it later. It's not like they're it's gonna disappear, you know? Oh, that's like so beautiful. That's really nice. <laughs> oh, it's very nice. I really need to hear that. Yeah, of course. I I think you're killing it. I watched your Seymour Duncan lesson, it was really cool. Like I think you were right before me. So I was like, oh, what's he gonna do? <laughs> Oh, I love Seymour. Like yeah. Kevin Harvey and Seymour. Duncan. Oh my god, I love Kevin. Yeah, that that they're such a good company to work for. Like, I really feel like he's a family. Would you? You gotta paint some. Like, we got you. Like, a. I would love for like. I have this new guitar that I'm coming. Maybe like paint some pickup covers. I don't know if that's ever been done. Oh, I've definitely done pickup guard pick guards before. So, oh, pickup covers. You're saying not the pick guard, but covers. Yeah. I mean, as long as it doesn't interfere with the electronics, right? Or the, the magnets, and I don't know how that... Well, they're already works. plastic, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I'm down. I'll draw a cool frog. <laughs> oh, my God, a frog. Yeah. yeah. I'll do a buffalo, since you like buffalo. My favorite animal. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. You should get... Oh, well, you don't get tattoos. That's okay. Well, no. One day. So, like, when I... I, I want to go to Japan, like, do the thing one day. Oh, the Tabori thing. 100%. Yeah. You know, I mean, my family wasn't immediately uh uh, open to it but i think the stigma is disappearing and how i view it is like if i'm a visual artist i want to go support other visual artists but instead of accumulating a lot of objects which i might not have space for i'd rather just collect their art and have make an investment in their work on my body so i can carry it with me everywhere i go (laughs) that's that's how i view tattooing at least (laughs) that's really abstract and somehow really defined at the same time which is (laughs) really fascinating which is kind of like your music i guess so yeah i guess i'm just like i guess i have a little style going <laughs> immensely hey thanks for doing this like everything yeah, like everything i've consumed of yours now makes like a whole lot of more sense oh i'm glad like this has been really encouraging i feel like i could learn to benefit from your tidiness and your orderliness and also your drive because i sense that you're i mean you are a very driven person as well that's very kind Right on. Hey, well, uh, cool. Thank you. And uh, right on. Hey, is there, aside from the record, is there anything else that you want people to go and, and check out? Um, I guess. I hope everyone just takes care of themselves right now. I feel like it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like it, we're experiencing a period of growth. Like, sometimes I feel like growth can't happen unless something really big kind of disrupts things and uh right now i think everyone's supposed to reflect and grow from this and restructure how we do things so yeah i mean i hope everyone's just hanging in there and yeah we do have a new album out you can check it out or you cannot you can throw it away in the trash like to you can download my album and then just drag it straight to the trash on your desktop if you like because you still get the download so that's actually really that's really sneaky right there (laughs) that's true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's very smart right there hey dope dope conversations i don't ever say dope so i don't know why i just said it now but it truly was likewise i had a blast this is fun so refreshing sincerely so refreshing to talk to somebody who doesn't have a super large amount of thoughts that are self-centered I feel like we grew up in a society that kind of teaches us to be just a little bit self-centered and there is strategy to being self-centered and focusing on your own thoughts but there really is a lot of growth and positivity and actual progress to be found in trying to contribute to the community that you participate in whether you admit it or not 
Uh, we are all in this together, my friends. And Yvette Young shines a light on that fact in a really beautiful and inspiring and refreshing way. Please go check out her new album with her band Covet. Really fantastic piece of music uh, produced, written all by her and the band, etc. Um, Though the music that we heard today, we played Parachute from Covet. Then we started off the podcast with He's Gone, Foxborough, Massachusetts, 7289, Grateful Dead. Come on. Uh, what? How long ago is that? So I'm 25. Add six years to that. 31 years ago. And Jerry Garcia had a ponytail. How about that? Whoa. Uh, and then we're now we're listening to Bob Wills. Rose of San Antonio. This song could be from freaking 1831 for all I know, but it's really fantastic music. Uh, some of the most inspiring country western music. Uh, Texas Swing, uh, Bob Wills. Uh, literally so beautiful. Go check him out if you haven't already. Absolute legend. Um, and all the Texas Playboys. Thank you all for, for tuning in once more to the Lost Highway Podcast. We have no sponsors yet, but that's fun. We're all in this together. This is the IPO. This is the early stages of it all. So, again, love you all for listening. And go check me out on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Go check out the new Luck of the Draw single that just came out uh, from the Cosmic Country album, A Young Man's Country, dropping on August 7th. Um, I love you all. Stay happy. Stay positive. Stay cosmic.